Recently, somebody gave me a book that's basically the memoirs of an army ranger that served in Afghanistan, and I'm maybe a third, not quite a half, halfway through it. And it's, it's rather interesting, you know, just kind of details like what drove him to want to be an army ranger, what drove him to, to want to be a, a member of the military, and then what boot camp, his experience of boot camp, ranger school, what it was like being assigned to a specific battalion, and then the deployment, and then it's just, I'm in the middle of his first mission. And so it's, it's rather kind of a fascinating look into a world that I don't know a whole lot of, and I never served in the armed services, and just to get a glimpse of that, actually seems a whole lot like today's gospel. Because, and really the path that Jesus takes his disciples on, and it starts with them leaving everything to follow him, right? He calls a tax collector, he calls these fishermen to come and follow him. And they leave their family, they leave what's known behind, they leave everything that's normal for them behind. And they learn not just stuff, right? It's not just that Jesus is teaching them different things, but he's showing them a whole new way of life, right? And that's, in some ways, what it sounds like boot camp is like, right? It's not just showing you how to fire a gun, or, but it's actually showing you how to live, how to think, and how to behave like a soldier. And that's what Jesus is teaching his, his disciples the whole time he's with them. He's teaching them how to behave, how to live, how to pray, how to forgive, how to be merciful. All of these, he's showing them a way of life. And then we have today's gospel, where our Lord summons the twelve. You can almost picture him like a captain, calling together his troops. He's going to describe this mission that he's sending them out on. And then he breaks them up into little groups, right? Two by two. Like, I think the two of you are going to work well together. The two of you need some time together. He, he pairs them up to send them out. And he gives them the deployment, right? He gives them the mission. He says, what you're going to do, you're going to go and have authority over unclean spirits. You're going to drive out the demons, and you're going to preach repentance. Right? He gives them the task that they're going to do. He gives them the mission, and he sends them out on that very first missionary experience, the first trip out on mission. And then next week, we'll get, we'll get kind of the recap. It's basically the debrief. After they come back, they tell the Lord what had happened, and he goes over it with them. And of course, this path that the Lord places before us and the way he interacts with the disciples says a whole lot about us. Of course, we're not going to go to boot camp, although I do, I do think that maybe that would be good, like four weeks, intense path, our, our time of following Jesus Christ and learn how to behave, how to follow, how to really be one for Jesus Christ. And there, there was a, maybe I, in confirmation prep you got this. I know when I was preparing for confirmation, this wasn't the way, you know, it, it's this idea of when you're confirmed, you become a soldier of Christ. That when we're confirmed, we're sent out as Christ's soldiers. One to basically do the bidding of the king. Jesus Christ is the king. He's going to show us how to live. He's going to show us how to behave. He's going to send us out of here to be his soldiers, to be his co-workers out in the world. And there's so many similarities between this being a soldier, being a soldier for Christ, and our own life of discipleship, of following him. And maybe three of them are, first is the motivation. It was fascinating reading about this army ranger, why he decided to join the service. And there were a whole lot of it was gratitude. He looked around and saw all that he had been given. And maybe that's a good education. Maybe that's a chance at freedom. Maybe it's economic opportunity. All of these different things he's been entrusted with. And it stirred in him a great sense of, of gratitude, which then led to this responsibility. 
And it should be the same thing for us, too, right? Our lives of following Jesus Christ start with gratitude. We look at what Jesus Christ has done for us. That he died on the cross to give us a shot at freedom. That he forgives us our sins. He gives us mercy. He extends to us his nourishment in this Eucharist. He sends his whole force, his Holy Spirit, into our hearts. And the only possible response is gratitude is a recognition of all that the Lord has done for us. And then there's this responsibility, when we realize that he has, to go out and to share it, to live it. Maybe after this motivation, another, another similarity is weaponry. Of course, a soldier you know, uses hand grenades and an M16 and all sorts of different things, which, of course, we're, we're, I don't think we're given that in our lives, discipleship. But we're given different sorts of weapons, right? The weapon of truth. The fact that Jesus Christ reveals the truth to us. He gives us the gospel. He gives us the good news. He gives us the rosary. He gives us all these sacraments of, of reconciliation, of the Eucharist. And then of courage. Right? He pours the Holy Spirit in our hearts to be courageous, to be zealous, to be bold in following Him. That He gives us these, these tools. And of course it's His help. right? It's not our own work. But it's Him doing this work in us. And even one of, the, one of the weapons that Jesus gives his disciples in the gospel today is the weapon of poverty. Right? Don't take anything with you. Don't take any money. Don't take a sack. Don't take a walking. You can take a walking stick. But basically, their total dependence on him. I right? don't have this grand plan of how things are going to go, but simply rely on him. Surrender. And that's what poverty does. It says we're not going to make our comforts ourselves with Jesus himself is going to be this comfort for us. So they're given these weapons, even poverty. Maybe the third thing is, in the gospel today, we see the enemy. And a soldier knows who the enemy is. Of course, it's kind of changed over the past couple hundred years, because think about like the Revolutionary War, it's pretty easy to know who the enemy is. Anybody talking with a British accent and those wearing, wearing the red coats, right? You can pick them out pretty easy. But it seems that as, as war has developed over these past couple hundred years, it's harder. Right? A terrorist can blend in with other people. You don't know who's friendly and who's the enemy. But that seems to be the same for us, too. Right? We know there's an enemy. Right? That's the devil. That's Satan. But it's hard to pick him out because he's not just you know, wearing a certain color. He's not easy to spot. And that's even the same for these disciples. Right? They're sent out. He gives them authority over unclean spirits. And we hear that they drove out many demons. Jesus sends them out on this mission to undo the power of Satan, to destroy hell, basically. And that's the enemy. That's who they're going after. It's not people, right? The enemy isn't other people for us. The enemy is the powers of darkness. The enemy is Satan, who is really, literally out for our destruction. And Jesus sends these soldiers, and he sends us out to do this. And so he gives us this incredible path for the gospel. And it comes from this sense of motivation, from gratitude, of recognizing what he's done, and accepting the weapons the Lord gives us, whether it's the gift of the Eucharist, the power of reconciliation, mercy, truth, all of these things the Lord pours into our hearts to do battle on his behalf, to undo the powers of darkness. If you see their effects, then it's terrible. And so the Lord sends us out to do this. Recently, I, I realized that one of my favorite Gospels of all time, I've been completely missing the point of it. 
And one of in the gospel is probably pretty famous, you probably know it. But Jesus at one point asks his disciples, Who do you say that I am? And Peter gives this incredible answer. You are the Christ, the Son of God. Nails the right answer. And Jesus says to him, You are Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I always have thought for the past however many years of my life that that basically meant the gates of hell, hell won't prevail against it. Basically means that no matter how bad things got, the Lord or the, the devil can never undo the church, right? No matter how bad things have gotten, gotten pretty rough over the past 2,000 years, the devil would never stand a shot to tear down the church. So that the devil's going to be on the attack and the church's defenses will always hold. But when you look at this gospel, or when you look at those words, though, Jesus says the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, gates aren't really something that attacks, right? It's not artillery, it's not cannonball, it's not a sword. But gates are used for defense. So the gates of hell means the devil is on the defensive, which means the church, us, should be on the attack. We should be the ones going out. And so I had the whole thing backwards in my head. The gates of hell will never prevail when the church is bold enough to go out on mission, to be soldiers for Christ and to be bold in going and trusting that the Lord is doing all of this before us. And so he sends us forth every time we leave this place to go out on mission, trusting that the Lord is doing all of this work, that he's a good father that's looking out for us, who's preparing us with all that we need, whether you want to call this gifts of the Holy Spirit or weaponry from the Lord, that he gives us what we need to be about his mission. And the question is, are we willing to be bold? Are we willing to be zealous? Are we willing to be soldiers of Christ? Because God wants his world back. From the very fall of humanity in the Garden of Eden, God has been seeking to bring his world back to himself. And through the gifts and the grace and the power of Jesus Christ and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, he sends us out to help. He sends each and every one of us out to be soldiers for Christ, to be about his mission, just as he sent out the disciples in the gospel today, two by two.